Hi, and welcome to Snakebite Horrorcast, and a, a bit of a special episode this time around, That's, uh, an interview episode. We haven't done one of these before. Um, today, we've actually been joined by director, producer, actor, um, Graham Hughes. His film has just been shown at Fright Fest, uh, Death of a Vlogger, and uh, really pleased to have him here, and um, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. For people out there who might not know, know your name, um, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, a bit about your movie. Uh, my name is Graham. I live up in Scotland and I've been making films for like the last 10 years or so. And uh, I kind of specialise in uh, no budget features. <laughs> so um, I've made uh, made three now um, with varying levels of success. And uh, yeah, my latest one, Death of a Vlogger, which is all about... Um, the horrors of the internet and the horrors of ghosts um, just played at Fright Fest, so super excited about that. Cool. And how how did you find it? Is it like your first time to do a film at Fright Fest, or? Yeah, yeah. This um, not only first time having a film there, but also first time um, attending as well. Um, so it was a bit of a uh, bit of an eye opener. <laughs> it's an experience. <laughs> what was your favourite? Did you have a favourite movie? I'm guessing you saw a couple while you were there, maybe? I only managed to watch one other than my own, because um, uh, I was only down for about uh, two days, mm. and yeah, it's just I just didn't have time to, to watch that many films, so yeah, my favourite film that I saw was The Wind. <laughs> I actually didn't catch that one, but I heard it was really good. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really fun. Well, I really enjoyed it. Awesome. So, well, I wanted to know where... Um, sort of the idea for Death of a Vlogger came from because you said that it was sort of based on your life um but obviously it's sort of brought together with these horror elements and sort of supernatural um so I was just wondering if you'd like where that came from to integrate it with the horror and um have you experienced any creepy stuff that sort of inspired it yeah like the um the autobiographical parts are the non-horror parts (laughs) fortunately um, that's probably a good thing <laughs> yeah i think so i think so. i mean yeah i've seen some spooky things before i think we've all kind of had like at least one run in that's just something that's a bit unexplainable but no mm. uh not not to the extent <laughs> that happened <laughs> in the film um but yeah the the more kind of like personal stuff was just about um making content for the internet and experiencing the reaction of of the internet um, and how that's usually not a good thing mm. and uh yeah just i just think people kind of lose their minds a little bit when they're online or they can yeah i just wanted to go into that a wee bit yeah it was really good um the sort of social commentary on it about fake news and stuff like that and um sort of being an influencer um is commentary and like meaning and stuff like that important to you when you're making films like i just watched your other one um practical guide to a spectacular suicide and it's also quite a deep sort of meaningful thing so I was just wondering if that's something that um do you always just make stuff for fun or do you think it's really important to you or when you're watching other films as well to have that sort of um underlying meaning to it um I'd say now it is um my first feature is just a straight up teen comedy and there's no pathos to I, that have, at I, all. Couldn't, I couldn't find it and I was so upset because it sounded really great <laughs> <laughs> it's it's terrible <laughs> I I'm really proud of it but I don't pe- I, I don't point people towards it anymore <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm really proud of that. But um, yeah, now, now when I make films, I I want them to exist in this place where 
they are first and foremost entertaining mm. um whether that is uh specifically so far comedy or horror i want people to either be really scared or um just laughing loads at the films i make but i i think it's it's important to try and have a bit of um a bit of subtext or a bit of meaning or just something like a strong heart or you know the first thing you'd say like what is a film about you'd normally talk about the plot but then it's like well what is it actually what's it really about and I think it's important for films to have kind of those deeper meanings or at least those are the films I enjoy most something that you can you can turn your brain off um when you're watching it but you can also turn your brain on I guess um just yeah, fill both balance. of those yeah I think you succeeded with it because my friend who I watched it with with that he is um he said it was his favorite film of the festival and um he oh. was like both shitting himself and also laughing throughout so I think you sort of hit the mark <laughs> 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 um, really yeah he he really wanted he really wanted me to tell you he loves it it's so good <laughs> uh, it's so cute also I thought it was really interesting you said you shot a lot of the film on iPhone is that something you've like done before with your other films like making it on I guess they're quite low budget films, as you said. Is it? I guess it's quite challenging, but is there also sort of it has its limitations. But does it, filming like that have its strengths as well? Um, I guess the sort of sort of found footage or mockumentary has its sort of strengths and um, for low budget filmmakers, and I think it has this reputation for being kind of lazy. But I think when you do it like this, it really succeeds. And how did you sort of use it to your advantage? Um, so yeah, uh, I, I don't think I would ever go like the Tangerine route and. Um you know, try and make a, a drama or like as kind of norm, a, a normal non-mockumentary film uh, using an iPhone. Um, like I, I certainly don't have the, the skills to to make that work. Um, mm. But for this film, it just made perfect sense to use a phone. It was one of the reasons that, um, as you said, like found footage can be uh, looked at as quite lazy because in a lot of ways it is like the laziest format. Um, this is <laughs> This was the easiest film I've ever made in that, you know, you can just I've got like two LED lights uh, and like two light stands. And that was basically my setup and a, a phone and a tripod for about, um, I don't know, like solid 80 percent of this film. Um, and it was just me filming in my flat and um, just on my own. There was a, a little mic attached to the phone and it just it makes sense for the format. And it's not trying to like cheat anyone or be a gimmick or anything. It's just these are that's the format that these videos would take within the film I think a lot of found footage films they'll like shoot on like a good camera and then degrade the footage afterwards what's the point exactly. <laughs> you could just have, like, just just have a rubbish footage to begin with <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean that's definitely a major downfall of a lot of found footage it's it's, it's a shame because you know like Blair Witch you know the cameras they built they use on that one is a lot more kind of the grainy kind of cameras that you would have yeah it like really helps the aesthetic I think I think that makes it scarier I don't know what it is but it's maybe like the immediacy or like the kind of it looks like really real it's not polished that it yeah instantly makes it creepier and yeah I guess it looks less sort of um like you're doing like CGI and stuff like that I think Mm. the fact that it's more grounded in that sort of reality of lo-fi tech it just makes it a lot creepier (laughs) I don't know I I agree with that it makes it feel more real I suppose Yeah. yeah and um any of the uh so like I said I didn't want this to be a, a cheat in any way or, or to be cheap in any way um so the fact that this is in a documentary format whenever it was footage that was in, in the story shot by the documentarians then um 
I had a friend who he's got like a, a C100 or something. Um, Kevin Walls, he he shot all of the kind of documentary aspects of the film, so the talking head interviews and certain like kind of um, like not behind the scenes, but you know extra documentary footage, and that was all uh, like higher res, uh, I suppose, because that's you know that makes sense within the story. What was it? uh like because i guess the film was actually really well received at bright fest like everyone was sort of talking about it after and i don't think i ever really heard anything that negative about it and everyone seemed to enjoy it so how did that feel and did you expect people to respond to it that way i I don't know if like when you're making a film if you expect if you know what to expect from it but um what what did what was that like i don't know um it it wasn't expected (laughs) um on my on my last film um, we had our, our premiere at Edinburgh. Sorry, sorry. We had our world premiere at Cinequest in California, mm-hmm. and then we had our UK premiere at Edinburgh. And um, up until that point, I'd never had any negative criticisms on any of the films, mostly because they hadn't had that much, um, like they hadn't gone that far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in this really false sense of security. And it came out when it came out at Edinburgh. Um, it got like a fair amount of negative reviews like really scathing reviews and that was like such a culture shock and uh it it was it was one of the worst weeks of my life just uh, I thought that I was gonna have to give up filmmaking some of the the reviews were that like you know it just absolutely eviscerated the film so uh that was like four years ago so I've I've healed since then but um (laughs) going into Fright Fest my, my eyes were a bit open especially for the fact that it's like it's a found footage film and everyone knows you know, uh, found footage has a reputation. So I I was fully expecting there to be even like maybe a 50-50 split of like positive and negative. So when the reviews came out and like every single one of them has been positive and I I, <laughs> I can barely understand it, to be honest. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. You obviously learned from your last time. It must have affected you. I think it's sometimes probably kind of good to have that negative feedback. So it, you could like you said you wanted to probably quit but then you didn't and it's just that's really cool I don't know it's like rose above it and now you've made this awesome movie and it's like suck it guys I did a good thing <laughs> that must be really satisfying <laughs> well it, it really was but I think I also did need to uh, cut down to size as well because uh, I think my ego was getting away with me at the, at the time so <laughs> the, 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 the next review has definitely um, got me back on the ground <laughs> so you um you is I guess I, I don't know your other films that I've know of that you've made or haven't been a horror um is this are you are you a big horror fan or is it just something you wanted to sort of dip your toes in or are you going to continue to make genre films like that um i'm a huge horror fan yeah um i kind of i fell into comedy i think because it um i found it easier to write than than like drama or that um like such a visceral reaction in the in the cinema you can tell when something's working whereas even like a horror sometimes you um unless it's got like jump scares or something you're just looking at the backs of people's heads and you don't know whether they're enjoying it or not yeah i think comedy has that like initial like feedback that's just really nice mm. but um yeah like i'm a massive horror fan and um i yeah i think i'd, I'd like to make more more horror films <laughs> i was really happy you um said uh hell house llc was an inspiration or like influenced the film was one that you watched um, I feel like that one's really underappreciated and I was just so happy that you mentioned it because no one ever talks about it. <laughs> yeah, it's got a lot of praise. Yeah. It's got a lot of praise. Yeah, that film is awesome. Like, 
Um, so the, the two films that have really scared me in the last year has been that and uh, Lake Mungo. Yeah, I haven't seen Lake Mungo, actually. I need to watch that. It's so good. Like, so, but for different reasons. So, like, Lake Mungo, I watched on my own in the flat, and uh, I just had this creeping dread the whole way through. And from about halfway through, I, I was, like, looking over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. I was that freaked out. And then Hell House LLC, I watched with my partner, and the two of us literally uh, screamed at one point, which... <laughs> Never, <laughs> never happens. But it's just, it was such like an effective like jump scare that the two of us yeah literally screamed. Oh, I hate the clowns in that. Like, oh, yeah. so horrible. I didn't like the second one as much. I think it revealed a bit too much. But I am looking forward to the third one. I think it's just sort of um the first one. I really like the characters. They seem quite real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's what made it really effective as well. I, so, uh, yeah, I I also um didn't like the second one. I tried to watch it at the weekend and ended up turning it off after about twenty minutes. Um, <laughs> but I think you're you're right on the money. Um, I think what people actually don't like about found footage is that nine times out of ten the characters are awful. They are just yeah, like you hate the them. It's like nah. <laughs> oh definitely. <And laughs> it's such like a trait for found footage. Um, and I I think people like blame their hatred unfound footage for like you know the shaky cam and all that stuff but it's the characters are just so obnoxious most of the time yeah it's like they had it coming like you know yeah. what, I actually this is controversial I really don't like the Blair Witch Project and I think it's because <gasps> I absolutely hate the characters in it <laughs> they really piss me off I don't, and, I'm uh, shocked I, by this I know it's the, uh, you're gonna kick me off the podcast now I'm so sorry I probably will but you know we'll talk about this later <laughs> we'll, we'll talk think, about this off the podcast <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about this later uh, <laughs> no I mean with the Blair Witch Day I think it's supposed to be irritating mm. it's basically because she is the character of Heather is so obnoxious anyway you're supposed mm. to hate her but I don't know I like Blair Witch Project <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I'm not but I'm not a huge fan of found footage in general yeah, it's something I've really I've just gotten into in the last like year or two. There's, there's, there's been some definitely some good found footage coming out now. Yeah, I mean it's it's just like a genre like any other. It just has its it has its tropes and it's mm. how you use them. Mm. And like some some people have like just really went with it. Have you guys seen Savage Land? I haven't. Oh. What's that? Um, it's uh, it's more like yeah, mockumentary sort of found footage. And it's about this border town in in like kind of just US sort of Mexico. Over the course of one night, is is like the third deadliest mass killing in um, American history. But um, there's no like record of what went on until this this reel of photographs turns up, and it's like 28 exposures or something like that. And documentary goes through one by one, and it reveals what happens on that night. Oh, sounds quite cool. Yes. Yeah, so, so it's like you know, I don't know. There's just there's so much like potential for the genre i think and mm. i think people have just kind of written it off unfairly i think kind of the the documentary or mockumentary style works better for it than say a lot of the kind of fan footage you get which yeah. just goes straight into it like uh, this, the, i don't know if you guys have ever seen the tunnel oh yeah i love that yeah such a brilliant fan footage film because it's yeah. such a documentary style and we did um the, the conspiracy as well mm. when they showed at fright fest a few years back so good and that's such an amazing film Especially in the it's, end. Yeah. Well, at least I think that's the the cool thing about those two is well, they they both start as mockumentary, but then the mm. second halves are more like found footage where it's just two cameras rolling. Mm. But yeah, like uh, again, yeah, I think it's it's kind of uh, easier to avoid a lot of the pitfalls if you go the mockumentary route. I think. Yeah, definitely. Because you can kind of get away with the bad acting that part. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. The stuff like um like wreck, you know, there's just like straight up found food. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. I mean wreck wreck is amazing. But... Mm. Yeah. So is, like, so is there any kind of other genres that you tend to kind of go go towards in home horror? Because obviously, you know, you obviously are a found footage fan, but you know, are you more when you were kind of like younger, growing up into kind of the horror genre? Is there anything that really kind of stuck with you since when you first started watching horror? I didn't really get into horror until I was about sixteen. I was an absolute wimp of a child that um, <laughs> I, I, I was so scared of them that uh, I couldn't uh, I couldn't watch them until yeah, when I was about sixteen. I, started kind of dipping my toe in and yeah and then like just went <laughs> head first into it uh paranormal horror is definitely my favorite oh yeah um, that. yeah ghosts and demons generally are that's that's kind of my wheelhouse um, what horror film do you find the scariest scariest film yeah mm. I don't know, actually. It's actually hard to find stuff that is actually scary. Like, mm. I think yeah. the only thing that sort of scares me, and it's not even a movie, is The Haunting of Hill House. I think uh, yeah. it's just something about, like, creepy ghosts, like, in the background that really freaked me out. So it's weird yeah. stuff like that that mm. sort of gets me. But, yeah, I don't know. It's actually hard to find stuff that is genuinely scary. Yeah. I thought um, Witch in the Window was really scary. I actually haven't watched that yet. Was that? I think that might have been a fright fest last year or something so yeah it's on shutter now yeah i'm gonna watch that it's really good poltergeist is uh definitely one of the scariest films i've ever seen oh so good <laughs> i actually got that yesterday when i went on a trip to cex and just bought a ton of shit like <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the conjuring films as well like i think particularly conjuring 2 some of the set pieces in that are, are terrifying they usually have like one good scare in those i think i really liked um the new annabelle film actually I'm quite impressive. It's good. Um, I was in like with a really annoying audience, but I f- <laughs> there was like a few mm-hmm. actually quite creepy parts. So it's it's so annoying when they kind of ruin it for you. I think that's another part of horror movies is like it would be scarier if these assholes went around me right now. Yeah, I, I think that's why I like watching stuff for Fright Fest because it's like you can be in the moment. I was gonna say yeah, it's it's so funny the difference between audiences at Fright Fest and like like regular cinemas for horror films. Mm-hmm. Like I, I almost. Um, like kind of made a decision not to see horror in the cinema unless it's like something I'm desperate to see. Yeah. But it's just you know you like seen Hereditary or something and people just start laughing at the naked people at the end. And like. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I I was one of those people because that <laughs> movie I can't. <laughs> How do you feel about Ari Aster movies? <laughs> is, is is it just those two he's made? Yeah. 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 I think he's made short films before that. Oh, I've not seen any of his shorts. But, yeah. Um, have I. I I loved Hereditary and um, I thought Midsummer was brilliant as well. I really don't like them. <laughs> I, like, I will say I quite like the first half of Hereditary. I think if it just stuck to that sort of thing and then yeah, the plot twist, I was like, that. that's good. But then I just the end, I did kind of laugh. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I feel like it's funny when it shouldn't be. You know, I don't yeah. know. I think it's weird because a lot of people in like the horror community seem to love it, but then when I talk to people who are sort of into more mainstream cinema don't like it as much. It's really strange. I don't know. It's, it's just a horror film for horror fans. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I loved the first half of Redditory. I hated the last half. I don't. Mm-hmm. It's the same reason why the later paranormal activity movies annoy me because it mm-hmm. then goes into witchcraft and that kind of rubbish. Uh, yeah. It irritated me, but I haven't seen Miss Summer yet. <laughs> really... <Wow>. That movie <laughs> is more intentionally funny. It looks more kind of Wicker Man-ish, so... Oh, yeah. if we're, as long as we're embarrassing ourselves with our bad taste, um, 
I I don't like the Wicker Men. You know, I've heard people say it's overrated. (laughs) I I bet the Nick Cage one is amazing, though. I haven't seen it yet, but I do have it. (laughs) Oh, oh dear. (laughs) (laughs) At least that can be funny, you know. (laughs) (laughs) There's added bees in that one, but yeah. I've seen the gift. Oh, one question I had was um, about your writing. Because I know you've written like a lot of, I guess you, or at least co wrote your other films as well with someone else um what's your sort of process when you write feature film scripts because i know a lot of people do it differently but i don't know i'm just kind of interested to know what how you come up with ideas and how you sort of begin writing ideas wise they usually come when i'm walking and uh most of the time uh when i come up with an idea i get super excited and then i'll like text text my girlfriend and just be like like she's a writer as well Oh, so she was really, really good in the movie. I loved her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. I was so, I was so blown away because I'd never seen her act before. And um, yeah, I can't remember if I said you. Yes, yeah, you were at the screen. So were you at the Q and A as well? Mm. Yeah, I, I can't remember if I said there that um, she was originally cast in a, a smaller part mm. as the part of like the the other vlogger Gabrielle. Mm. And then when I saw Joe acting, I was like, oh you've been holding out on me <laughs> would you mind doing a bigger <laughs> she's just showing everyone up yeah I, I f- like when her character showed up I was like I feel like she's gonna start annoying me but then she like I yeah. really liked her the way she was sort of an antagonist but yeah. I, I kind of was on her side <laughs> like I don't know I yeah. liked her a lot yeah I mean, I'm intrigued to you see her or like saw her as an antagonist because um well, she's sort of an antagonist yeah. to your character a little bit but not yeah. necessarily like a bad guy if you know what I mean yeah um yeah which is interesting because it kind of took some twists and turns and it's like, whose side am I on now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's such a good reaction. I'm, I'm glad it kind of made you think like that. I think that's one, of, like, that's one of the things I hate about the internet so much right now is there has to be sides and it's like, yeah. can we not just have a, you know, it's okay to have a grey opinion. You don't have to like <laughs> go 100% on one side of the fence. We can meet in the middle and chat. <laughs> yeah, that's why I liked it. it was like ambiguous and sort of you didn't know entirely what was going on all the time and I thought it was a really interesting part of it actually in terms of the context of it being um you know in the internet and stuff like that. Yeah, I thought it was a really cool thing. I'm so sorry to answer your question. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. <a> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, usually I get super excited when I think of a new idea and 99% of the time what happens is half an hour later I'm like, oh no, that's actually a terrible idea <laughs> and it just all comes crumbling down and I just have to wait for like that one idea that doesn't fall apart mm. and I just have to kind of like think about it um if it lasts like a couple of weeks and I'm still thinking about it then I might start like writing some notes and I'll usually kind of mull an idea over for a good few months before I ever start writing anything so I've, I've just started writing a new film on Saturday that I've, I've been thinking about it for about a month yeah it's just just started writing that so yeah it usually just takes the form like right have like one document for notes and then generally I'll get bored of writing notes and I'll just like jump in and start writing the first scene oh I get that it's like I'm I'm like I know I should be like because I try and write stuff sometimes it's like I get so bored of like trying to do research and stuff I'm just like you know what fuck it I'm just gonna go in there and do it yeah. <laughs> it's a bit <Yeah>. frustrating <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I don't mind like tearing things down and I, I think like kind of trying just trying to write the script um, can be just as useful as uh, trying to structure it on paper. Um, like I said, do research for that because that instantly just tests whether it's working or not. Yeah, it's a really good way of seeing like if it sounds good in your head and then you write it down and you're like, 
there's a million different ways a scene could go or a million different ways you could say something and it's just and you write it down you can kind of see it, it, i don't know it's kind of interesting <laughs> <laughs> yeah just, i guess whoever works for whoever works for you in that but yeah i just i'm just kind of muddling and um i used to be a lot more of a planner but just got too uh, impatient for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get that <laughs> so what's next for you I mean, what are you what are you going to be planning on next? Are you going to be producing or uh, directing anymore coming up, or literally just the one that you're, you're thinking about writing now? The main thing is trying to get um, distribution for for this film. No, uh, that, that, would, that would help. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got um, a handful of leads, so I'm just hoping that one of them will pan out. And then that's while that's going on, yeah, I'm started writing. I'm still making other kind of short um like sketches and things for online i've got like a couple commissions from bbc scotland that'll be out in the next couple of months probably oh, brilliant. yeah just bits and bobs and hopefully if i if i can stop procrastinating this this new script will kind of turn <laughs> it the fun. hardest part in it. <laughs> yeah it's, it really is oh god uh I'm, I'm excited about it just now so i'm just trying to ride that momentum thank you so much for coming on the podcast and uh talking talk about the movie where can people find you um best place is probably on twitter um at faction man brilliant cool well um that is the death of a vlogger that will hopefully be distributed soon i'm hoping shudder you never know netflix <laughs> shudder <laughs> if you're listening you're probably not but shudder <laughs> but cool and again uh, thank, thank you for coming on and yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to end this bit, really. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've, I've, I've never done an interview bit on that one here before, so bear with me. <laughs> it's the first for us. Um, it's been great. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, thank, thank, thanks for being a part of the podcast, and uh, hopefully you know, we'll talk to you when your next one comes out. Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks again so much for having me on. No problem. No problem. Thanks a lot. All right, cheers. Bye.